Okay, 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 Chico. Which way? To the left or to the right? Which way? Where do you want me to put this? The left. The okay. left. Okay, okay. Your, all right, all right. Your Fuck. left. Your my, left. My left. Okay. Pivot! Okay. Pivot! Okay. Pivot! I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting. Okay, put it down. Easy. Easy. Okay, okay. There. Okay, all right. Okay. Now, now we got to plug it in now. Now oh, we got to okay. plug it in. All right. Good. You. I think the plug is by your... Your yeah, side. I got it. I got it right here. Right okay. here. Make sure I'll just, that the, I'll, just, I'll just take out this nightlight. Gordon doesn't need it anymore. Right. Okay. So what we wait, have? Wait. What? Oh, what do you mean Gordon doesn't need it anymore? Yes, he does. Find another outlet, buddy. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll put the nightlight back in, but uh, but I'm putting this underneath. All right. I'm, I'm plugging this in. I'm turning this Fine. on. Oh, yes, because what we have brought back, because we didn't think we were going to be used it, so we put it in storage, okay? Yes. And this is the Big Brother All-Stars Loser's Lounge couch, and we have our first visitor. We'll talk about that. What else yes. we got on the docket this week? Next, uh, also on the docket this week, we review a return of the show that made Mark Burnett Mark Burnett. We have our usual round of Haterade's Got Talent, and we're spreading a little love to The Sims. Plus, I don't know if you know this, but the Peacock's feathers got ruffled this week. Big time. That, Big time. That, that and a new game from the minds of our own brilliant Gordon Pepper here. Woohoo! And all that and more is coming because from somewhere in America, WLTI is on. Welcome to the 261st edition of the World's Strongest Game Show podcast here on 83studios.com. Uh, my name is Jason Block, your strength and conditioning coach, all-around good guy, and hygiene specialist. Uh, everyone here watching their hands, yes? Yes, mask, mask. I got this, I got sanitizer breaks, got my mask, got everything I need to stay safe, and I hope you do too. Right. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in the middle of a crisis. Right. More on that later. Mm -hmm. But right now, I, I just want to talk to one person. And I just want to talk to one person. And who would be that? Uh, that would be Keisha. Oh, because yeah. Because she, was a, she had this plan going into the Big Brother house. Didn't really follow up on it. And, of course, made no attempt to even engage, well, anybody, actually. So, uh, yeah, uh, Keisha unanimously, unanimously gets the bums rush out the house. 13 to 0, the final vote. Now, before, before, before we go into the whole spiel that we brought, that we did the little bit for... Gordon, why was she voted out 13 to nothing? Well, it's very simple. 
it, it's it's really simple, and you can put a big old asterisk next to the season because part of the problem with Big Brother to begin with is that you need alliances and you need them immediately, and that's the evolution of the game. At the beginning, you can get by with being a floater. At the beginning of this game, if you're a floater, you're in trouble immediately because you have no one to protect you. And that is exactly what happened to Keisha. She had no one to protect her. And so when Keisha and Kevin came up, Kevin found an alliance. Keisha didn't. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now I have another... They repeat itself this week. But we'll get to this soon. But Chico, for the first time this season, what did Keisha win? So, uh... Keisha's not going to win the half million, but she does win a trip. To where, Chico? The WLTI Losers Lounge Couch! Yes, it's the WLTI Losers Lounge Couch, where you'll have comfortable seating, remote control freedom, Jennifer Lopez soft-ass cushions, cup holders, your very own cubbyhole, and a Kindle e-reader preloaded with a copy of The Isolationist, a humanist prequel by Kenneth James Allen. If you like snacks, we got you. We got you. We got goobers, raisinets, pretzels, Oreos, chips ahoy, chilled Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, Jason, Orville Red and Popcorn. Cheez-Its, Hot Cheetos and Takis, Fritos, Doritos, Spreeze, Chewy Spreeze, Moon Pies, Bunions, Pizza Prince, Bun Dip, Ruffles, Baked Lays. Hey, you thirsty? We got... <laughs> you thirsty? You salty? We got drinks that quench a little loser thirst. We got Ocean Spray Ruby Red, Simply Orange, Simply Cranberry, Simply Lemonade, Tang, Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero, Cherry Coke, That Nasty Ass Orange Vanilla Coke, Red Kool-Aid, Purple Stuff, Purple Drink, Sunny D, and of course, let's not forget, the number one snack combination in the WLTI Loser's Lounge Couch. That, of course, would be Original Glazed Krispy Kreme Donuts and AZ Soda. And remember, the number one rule of the WLTI Loser's Lounge Couch. You can sleep on it. You can hog the cushions. You can hog the remote. You do not hog the Krispy Kremes and Izzy Soda. Now y'all don't come back now, you hear? Actually, Chico, I also brought some Reese's Pieces peanut butter cupcakes. Ooh. Well, can't have those. So! Sorry, Jay. So, uh, well, anyway, so we get a, um, uh, we get a new head of household competition, and yet again, we have our actor friend who is, you know, is doing a pretty good job in quarantine playing multiple roles on the video Zoom camera, okay? Mm-hmm. So we had a memory competition. Basically, you had Uncle Vito, you had Grandma, you had the mother, Linda, and the son. So who wins the head of household competition? Memphis. Hi, Memphis. How you doing? Memphis. So he and Cody, de- you know, he and Cody decide what's going on, what's happening, etc., etc. And he's like, "Okay, we need to get these new, we need to get these new schoolers out of here." So he nominates Nicole and, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. Okay. So Memphis on. Right after the head of household says, hey, everybody, 
use your safety suite for this week. Everybody's got to use their safety suite. That's what he says, yes. Right. And they're saying, um, no, (laughs) because, I mean, Nicole isn't because she's like, I'm not doing that because you want me to. And by the way, that was a smart move on Memphis's part because he was trying to get rid of the competition to play for safety. That's actually smart. It's actually a pretty smart move. So we had who, – who did we have play for safety? Who do we have play for safety? I'm glad you asked that. Give me one second while I bring that up because uh, I remember it was so many people. Was, I think it was I, like, it was like the, six it was, or seven. It was six Dave or seven Vaughn, people. David. Let me tell you who still has the VIP. Right, okay. Memphis, both Nicoles, Enzo, and Tyler – Amazingly enough, most of them are part of Memphis's uh, alliance. And Cody, and Cody yeah. too. Because oh, did yeah. Cody play this week or no? Okay, I'll tell you right now: Davon, Bailey, Christmas, Kevin, Ian, Cody, and David all played. Right. So we're gonna have five. Paul Anthony took a look at that and said, "Nah, nah. You know what? I'm good. I'm good." And what happened was that, is that, that not really the, the competition was you had to balance two trays of drinks, a.k.a. puzzle pieces, on a very tilty table, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And the fastest person to do it wins safety. And that one was Christmas. She's safe, takes Ian along. Memphis was like, damn. So he nominated... Um, Nicole Anthony and David. Nicole, he did it because he was like, well, screw you, you didn't do what I told you to do. And David's like, you're a rookie, you need to earn your stripes. And people were not happy with the way he did that. Gordon, was. The, let me ask you this. Do you think he was treated incorrectly or correctly? The, the uh, I think has done a very horrible job as head of household this week. Let's 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 start with that. Okay. So, we so ha- this way, Memphis better win the VIP suite next week. You you think he's gone next week if he does? I don't. Not? I don't think he's gone. I think he's going to be in trouble depending on who wins head of household. Okay. And and, and it's horrible for for a number of reasons. Uh, he for a, a huge number of reasons. Uh, the first one is forcing everybody to play the VIP in itself and in All-Stars is stupid. Because he doesn't have that same rapport with a Ver- Ian or Cody or other people that are sweet talkers. Memphis is not. And everybody is very aware of what Memphis's game is at this point. So that's mm-hmm. problem number one. Problem number two is you're putting up people that were neutral. You did not put up people that are in the alliance to get rid of you. That in itself is a problem. The two people that should have gone up are easy. It's Janelle and Kesar. You should have put them up. You know they're a couple? And you know they're a couple, and you know that they can't be... Uh, yeah, not only are they a couple, you know they do not have the safety advantage that they enjoyed last week. Correct, because they already used the VIP. Correct. So you knew automatically that you could have put them up. Now, this could have been salvaged if he backdoored somebody because he won the veto, but he decided not to use the veto, which is, again, stupid. 
Right. Because, so but yeah, now he, he doesn't get rid of anybody who's targeting him. And he may, and if he loses David, he loses someone that could potentially have been part of his alliance. Right, which which may or may not happen depending on you know what's been going on and stuff. But I will tell you, Memphis has played a very stupid game. Janelle and Kesar should have been targeted. Let you know, it would have been smart, you know, because put put it to you this way: when you saw Janelle and Kesar be the only people playing safety suite last week, not having it. It's a it, it is a red flag. Hello, nominate us. You know, the whole nine yards didn't do it. Very well, dumb. Especially since they're not part of it, part of any of Memphis's alliances as of right now. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, and it, by it, the way, it, it's stupid on top of stupid. Oh, and by the way, Janelle and Kesar are now part of a six-person alliance, which controls the vote. Right. Which oh, he, yeah. which he or may not, which he does not know about. I believe. Nope. Which he does not, and, and that, and and unfortunately for for them, or for for Memphis, that's going to spell the end of David stay in the house. And 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 by the way, to the, uh, that has nothing to do with any fault of his own. This is not a what happened last year thing. Okay. Oh no, I, I well yes, you're you're right. It has nothing to do with hap- what happened last year because it's not re- it's a, not a racist issue at all. The reason why David is leaving this week is because of very two things. Number one, piss poor play on his part. And number two, piss poor play on Memphis's part. Oh, now, one question which we didn't ask last week. uh, And and then we'll move over to AGT. Um, Paul Abramian said on multiple occasions in his Twitter feed last week, and this could have been a little bit of haterade, that pre that there has been multiple pregame planning by certain people in the house, and he considers that cheating. Do you? Yes, but you also consider that to be expected in this game, which okay. is one of the reasons why I said you put a giant asterisk on this season and an asterisk on Survivor All Stars with forty winners, or I'm sorry, with twenty winners in season forty, because. On you have pre-game alliances and pre-friend alliances, and you're going to because these are all people that after the series have hung out, and some of them are friendlier than other ones. Right. We we all know this, which is why I hate All Star seasons for that reason. Okay. It's much more fun to have sixteen strangers in the house and they're forced to play with each other. Pause. This, this time around, <laughs> people know who they are and who they like and who they don't. I mean, it's one of the reasons why Keisha got knocked out is that she didn't have that those pre-existing friendships. And it's going to be a reason why David gets knocked out. Is it fair? No. That's why I asterisk it. Because you're not getting the best of the best. You're getting the best of the pre-alliances. Yeah, you, know, you don't get the best of the best. You get the best of who you can find on short yeah. notice. And if you remember, not maybe not last season, but the season before, you had a couple of pre-existing relationships that the producers didn't realize until it's too late. Guess what? It's bad. It's bad casting. Oh, but by uh, the way, this, how have the ratings been? Well, they haven't. I mean, they're okay. I mean, they've been beating the competition, but they're, they're nothing to write home about. I mean, any season, Big Brother's going to beat the competition, unless the competition's America's Got Talent. And by, and by the way, America's Got Talent is not doing well at all. Yeah, well, it's not doing piss Poorly either, well, they're so. doing fine in the ratings. The problem is not the ratings. The problem is 
If you want to talk about not doing well, uh, Tuesday's Oof. audition. Oof. Hey, that's what we call a segue. Oh, okay. I felt Cause... sorry for Keenan Thompson because. Well, he's... not really. He's he's got he's got material for days. He is talented. Yes. Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. Like before we get into it, here's what I liked about Keenan and Kelly a lot as judges is they just didn't say I liked it. I did. They actually gave every group pointers on how to get better. Yes, they did. And yes. that's something that you're missing from America's Got Talent that needs to go there. And what I'm hoping for is that for the judges next year. That's what they put in. That's one of the things that Howard Stern was so good at, was saying, here's what you need to do to get better. And, and Piers Morgan, on a lesser extent, was that same sort of person, where you may not have liked the way that he said something, but what he said was actually pretty smart. And also, and also, uh, um, it's just that, and, and this is why American Idol went to, went to poop after Simon Cowell left. Okay, because everything was all nicey nice, and you know we can't say no to anybody, you know. Well, and and again, the nice thing about the Paula Randy Simon trio was the fact that you you had yes, Simon Simon was Mister Hate, but he always gave out constructive criticism, and so did Paula, and so did Randy. I mean, even Paula, in her way, when she was being saccharine, had comments and she had pointers, and if she you're did. smart. You and so right now, let's listen to what Jay and I heard on Tuesday. So, uh, Jay, start us off. All right. So we started with Kelvin Dukes, who sang Valerie. Oh, was that a bad choice for him? Yeah. I mean, Valerie's a pretty good song. I mean, it's my karaoke go-to. If you do it really right. I mean, you, if you, you do a song like that, you can't half-ass it. And he did. It was he did. Um, the problem is exactly what you just said. It's a karaoke go-to. It yeah. wasn't a no. It wasn't a good idea. The orchestration of it wasn't very good, and, and he performed it like it was a dead mop. Yeah, like, like you need to like sleep. it was a dead mop. And and here's and Calvin had two problems. Problem number one: the bad choice of song. Problem number two is that you had a group in the same genre and the same artistic style. That speaking of mop mopped the floor with him and they we'll took all to his votes and that was one of the things that i was worried about when we were doing the recaps mm -hmm. we'll get to them later who do we have next the shape uh who did a dance to everybody talks and fireball that i wasn't really sure about it but looking at it oof it was horrible it yeah. wasn't horrible but it just wasn't it, it wasn't clean it wasn't consistent and one of the things that we talked about on last week's episode is if you're not a singing act, you have to be dead solid perfect. They weren't. Someone else was. They gone. Yeah, well, we'll get to that momentarily. Next is Cameron Ross, who puts a country spin on Million Reasons by Lady Gaga. Which was, I actually thought, the worst singing of the night. Really horrible. Okay. Uh, that was singing of the year. I'm sorry? Which, which yeah. Is the same because that's someone that I thought had a legitimate chance to go very far. And I and I thought Kelvin did too. I, I thought they both did. I actually penned both of them to get into the next round and boy was I wrong in terms of uh, oh, I, not based on yesterday's performances, but before that I thought they were both getting easily based on the lineup. But 
boy, did they do their best. Uh, they do the uh, their best job of saying, you know what? We don't want to be here anymore. We'll, we'll take the exit now. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Now, it, on, it, the, it, on the other it, hand. It was Jesus. bad, and it was real pitchy. Oh, oh pitchy. Was, was pitchy dog. Pitchy. On the other side of the on the other side of the spectrum, Jay. Bad salsa. Now, Nobody here, here, the- now here's the thing, and, and I admit to being a little xenophobic here on this. Um, you say xenophobic? What? Le- yeah. No, 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 no. Let me explain what I mean. Okay. Because of what Fang E had the problem with in Taiwan being Taiwanese. He got, I thought he was, you know, I thought he would get through and he got knocked out. I thought we were going to have the same problem due to COVID. It just so happened their performance was kick ass. Bad Salsa was kick ass. And I was wrong about that. That's what I meant by xenophobic in that respect. Bad, bad Salsa did a fantastic job. You can argue that they were the best act of the night. They're uh, definitely one the of two. One of two. Act. Yeah, one of two. <laughs> Excuse me, say, like, they're definitely the best non-singing act of the night. Right. Without, right. And, and, and I don't think xenophobic was the issue. I think the problem of why Fang Yi didn't advance had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with the fact that he did not pick a good song. And he just was not as good musically as the other people that he had to, uh, that he had to beat. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you know, when, when you're all in the same genre, if you are the fourth worst in that genre, it doesn't matter if you're better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're the fourth worst in that genre, you're not advancing. Bad Salsa was the best in their genre, and they had a flawless performance. Yep. And they did stuff that made you go, holy bleep, and you know what? When you do that, that, you're going to get the votes. And not I'm only they that, got- they, yeah, not only that, they did something that nobody thought of doing before, which is, hey... Bollywood dancing is awesome. Salsa dancing is awesome. Bollywood salsa dancing. Yes, it was unique. It was different. I should have se- I should have seen better. I should have thought about it. I went three for five this week, so I'm not going to complain. But still. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you got three. Chico, how many did you get? I got four. How many did I get? You also got four. Yeah, so Jay is still cheeky. Stay, I'm not, cheese. excuse me, I am not Limburger. I am just a quiet, I am a quietly odorous cheese, okay? You are, you are a Moonster. Yes, I am a Yeah, you're, you're a Moonster, you're not at Gouda yet. No, I'm not, I am yeah. not good enough. Neither was I'm, Vincent, oh. neither was Vincent Margus. Um, he was terrible. And he was a one-note guy. His, he wasn't funny. And it was a repeat performance, and I didn't like it. Uh, I agree with you. I I thought because of his fan base and because of how bad everybody was, I thought they had a chance to maybe sneak in because of his fan base. But no, his performance was definitely a step backwards. And and instead of progressing, he actually regressed, which made me sad because I actually thought he had something. But he didn't. Nope. And uh, next is Alexis Brownlee and her puppy pals. Now, I thought, and and this was the most, you know, I was surprised that she did not go through because of everything. You were the only one that was surprised that she did not go through. I know. I know, because I was the only one who picked her. Uh, Yes. um, Why why were you surprised? I I do want to hear this, and then I'll tell you why I wasn't. Okay. Because I thought 
that she... I thought she did enough to get through, and it's cute, and it was a dog act, and everybody else sucked, for the most part. It's cute, and it's a dog act, and everybody else did suck. But so did she. And when the dogs aren't doing the tricks that you're telling them to... Again, if you have an animal act, your animals must be perfect. There yeah. were at least two or three times that the dogs did not do what the girl wanted yeah, them to do. Yeah, I saw it. I, I admit that. But still, that even with that, okay? So, no. This this went to the dogs. I can throw in some jokes, which I'm not going to. Nope. No, you should uh, not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, will, I will just say the act has gone to the dogs, and we will leave it at that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Next. Next, well, it uh, could be worse. Could be a pig act. Anyway, no, no, next up. Now, now they can all hang out together, the dogs and the pigs. Yes, dogs uh, and pigs living together. You know? <laughs> um, Madness. Oh, look, Bona Vega's on the stage. Oh, this was horrible. I thought he lip-synced. I thought he lip-synced. He did lip-sync. Okay. How could he lip-sync? As at the beginning of it, he absolutely lip synced, or the audio track didn't match the video. Either way, it was horrendous. It was it, it was, was horrendous in every way, shape, shape and form. And this be, between this and Lady Gaga Country Boy, I, it could have been the worst vocals of the entire season. Agreed. Agreed. Now you have the Spyros brothers, and I was bored silly. I was bored silly. Yeah, you're you were bored, silly, but you know what? I didn't see it as boring. I thought, it, I mean, it wasn't interesting. But how many Diabolo Diabolo acts are you going to see on America's Got Talent? None. It was it was, it was incredibly different, and I think that's what got. I think that's what they had going for them is that it was different. And and they and the thing of it is, they also used the lot space to their advantage. Yeah, I, and, and yes, they did. I agree. But now the question becomes, what can they do? Because like Jay, I was bored silly. Yeah, okay. Um, then we start to get good, okay? Because, and I need to pull up where we are here. Ah, yes. You had Daniela Tulashova, who sang Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Contemporary song, executed well, and her voice was just spectacular. Best singer it of the was, night. Best, it's best, like best singular singer of the night. Correct. I want to say because mm -hmm. she just hit all the right points. Good song choice. Sung it beautifully. Performed it beautifully. Drew the audience, the the wall of the world, so to speak, in. And. She was able to do all of that in that 90 seconds, and it was amazing. And that's why she was... She was, like, top three for me. Uh, top two, but she was a... There's no way she was not getting in. Correct. None. It, it didn't matter. She sang circles among everybody else. This is one of the problems that Kelvin had, was that he ran into someone that was going to snag almost all the singing vote. And later on down the line, we'll discuss why he really, really ran into the problems. Okay. Next is Jonathan Goodwin, a danger act who had to escape from being set on fire in 20 seconds, which he didn't, and he was set on fire, and still escaped from a box. Um, Dad was not happy with this act because of the fact that he was set on fire, but to me, 
it was one of those insane, dangerous acts that I enjoyed for what it was worth. Here's one of the reasons why it fell into the judge's hands. Because I think your dad and I got the exact same vibe out of it. Which was, oh no, the trick didn't work, he's on fire. Mm -hmm. And it's all in the presentation and the showmanship. He, he had to get out of there before the fire went over there and he was put on fire. Because for me, it really felt like act gone wrong. And yes. you haven't act gone wrong and expect to get votes. Which, it, which is why it didn't surprise me that it went all the way down to the judges. I thought he was going to get in because he did not have any magic tricks, any magic danger tricks coming up. So I thought he was going to get in, especially against the dogs. But he's got to do better in terms of performance than that, or he's not making the finals. True. Um, uh, speaking of somebody, oh wait, we were speaking of somebody. Now somebody who doesn't have to, now a group of people who don't have to do much to make the finals, and that would be Voices of Our City Choir, who sang "Stand by Me." Oh, I don't oh, know okay. what Th this. This felt like, uh, honestly speaking, this felt more like a political thing than an audition, okay? Like, I, it wasn't, the, the singing wasn't good, but the backstory got him in. This is exactly why Mr. Williams from last week got in, okay? Well, I agree with you here today. And I actually, again, like almost everything else, I thought the audition was better. I thought this was a step backwards. And Chico, I'm going to disagree with you. They did not do themselves any favors yesterday. They've got a lot of work to do to get to the finals. Because depending on who they're up against, uh, they can run into some problems. They, they did not do a great job, but they did a much better job than what Kelvin Duke, Dukes did. And that is why they're in, and that is why Kelvin is out. So the Duncan Save eligible acts were Alexis Brownlee, Jonathan Goodwin, and the Spiros Brothers. The first semi-finalists were Voices of Our City. Duh. The next one was Bad Salsa, who beat Vincent Marcus. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, uh, Voices of Our City beat Cameron Ross and Bonavega. Not a surprise. Then you had Tulashova versus The Shape and Kelvin Dukes. Tulashova is in. The Duncan save went to the Spiros Brothers, which shocked me a little bit. Um, the judge's choice went to tie of a 2-2. Two to two. But Jonathan Goodwin got America's vote. So, um, there's your five. Um, and I got three. Next week, uh, oh, and by the way, do you want to talk about the voter in, anyway? Or do you want to just see who, who's on next week? Let's see. So, you know what? We're just going to see who's on next week. We've got yeah, Christine. We did enough analysis on the votes this week. Let's see who's on next week. Yeah. Uh, next week, we've got Christina Ray. Alan Silva, Malik Dope, Annie Jones, Bonebreakers, Dance Town Family, Sheldon Riley, Max Major, Thomas Day, Usama Dick, uh, uh, Usama Sadiq. Usama, thank you, and Waffle Crew. This could be very interesting because I see at least, well, put put it to you this way: Bonebreakers versus Waffle Crew is going to be an interesting. Um, battle. Max Major better do well because if he does well, he goes through. 
Um, Usama Siddiqui, if he's funny, better do well. You know, there's a lot of potential here. You know? Yep. There's mm-hmm. going to be potential, and there's also going to be some singing. Because singing. Anywho. Not me- not well, What? Yeah. Well, not much for the not much for this week. So hey, let, we let, got let all our singing way. out of the way. We we need a good week because the first two weeks of the semifinals have been dreck, to say the least. Um, but speaking of not dreck, well, people had to go through a lot of dreck in Fiji, uh, on Amazon Prime. All ten episodes of the newest uh, series from Mark Burnett and the original creator of Survivor. The World's Toughest Race Echo Challenge. Now, this was a series on Discovery for a while, but got brought back, correct? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it, well, it was first it was on MTV, then it was uh, as, road, as Road Rules, then it was on ESPN as something, not, what, and then... No, no really? Hold no. On. That's not uh, what it was. Uh, well, I, I did, I did, I did the Reese, no, well, there were two different shows, but yeah. it was like, it was on MTV, then ESPN, then Discovery, and then USA. Oh, okay. Okay, yes, but it was not Road Rules. It was It's It old... was not Road Rules. No. I, I, yeah, sorry about that. Anywho, but yeah, now it's on Amazon Prime as World's Toughest Race Eco Challenge Fiji, where you have a bunch of teams of racers making their, their way across Fiji by any means necessary, it seems like. And now, and what, what, what was, what is that? What's the prize on this? I want to say there was the $100,000, $100,000 at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, exactly. And there are, there were 41 teams. And again, this is Survivor. Uh, well, th- this is sort of Survivor with testosterone and you, lots of Tylenol and all that stuff, you know. This is basically the this is basically the amazing race from hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go through a whole lot to get from start to finish. You really, really do. Um, yeah, and the and the beauty of this is it takes everything we've learned about reality television the last twenty years and dials it back to its roots which is people overcoming challenges in lush backgrounds and telling stories along the way. And I think they, and I think world's toughest race did all of that. And again, as we go into the good of the show, they, they couldn't have gotten a better host than Bear Grylls. I'm sorry. They no, could that's, not that's, have... a, that's a great host. That's a great yes. host. Great show. And by the way, again, it's shot by Amazon Prime. It's shot in 4K. Gotta look beautiful, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, one of the things that I loved about this, the production values are amazing. The aerials are incredible. It's Everything is very believable. I liked the contestants. They were fun. There's a lot of good about this show. And, and I thought the hosting was pretty good also. It was pretty on point. Yeah, and you know what? Bear Grylls did not mince words. He says... Embrace the hurting. You're going to get blisters. Blisters heal. Get over it. Yeah, and, and again, this is, you know, this is Survivor for non-wimps. And I don't mean that, you know. And again, 
Uh, I'm very happy. A very ha- I like I said, I'm very happy about the show. I liked it a lot. This is an A minus for me. Uh, you know what? I think this is a solid A. It is a very solid format. It's done absolutely beautifully. Amazon just ticked off all the right boxes on this. Uh, it didn't tick off all the right ones for me. Um, there, there for me, there was still some bad. I, I like the premise a lot. I like the theme a lot. The contestants for me were very take it or leave it. So casting may be needing to do a little bit better on a season two, but I thought the game itself was great. The pretty much everything works and the show for me works. Um, so solid B. But it's something you should you can binge on, um, oh. you know, on yeah. Amazon yes. and and do and do it. And it's it's free with your Amazon Prime membership. Yeah. It is, and all ten, like you said, all ten episodes are available right now. Right now, yes. So that so that that's a weekend project for you guys. Yes, yeah. Check, and by the way, check it out. You know, I mean, is it one of the better new shows of the year? No, but it, like I said, it's one of the. I'm saying to you, I'm glad to see it back. You know, we'll see what happens, you know, depending on with COVID and stuff, when the next one will be. But it's good to have it on Amazon Prime to watch. Yes, very much so. Now, Chico, this next story broke, I believe, and I'm looking at it here. This broke yesterday, about 36 hours ago. And this one is pretty big. Uh, yeah, uh, what do you get when you have a network head and a, an extramarital affair, allegedly? You get, uh, a network head exiting his network, because after disclosing an affair and an extortion attempt, NBC Universal Vice Chairman Ron Meyer exited the company effective immediately. And frankly, it came as a shock to, well, pretty much everyone because, and I'm taking from an article from our friends at Deadline, Ron Meyer has always been considered a mensch, a former Marine who could be tough when he had to be back when he, Mike Ovitz, and a few others built the creative arts agency into a powerhouse that swung the pendulum in favor of actors and filmmakers. He would fix problems quietly behind the scenes, or try to. So for this to all come out, it's like, really? Well, well, it's very interesting because again, this this is um, one of those things. This is part of the, you know the Me Too cancel culture movement. And again, he's one of the older guys. And again, different era. And I mean, this is a guy, uh, his statement is, uh, it is with a heavy heart that I announced my departure from NBC Universal. This is from Deadline. I recently disclosed to my family 
and the company that I made a settlement under threat with the women outside of the company who made false accusations against me. Admittedly, this is a woman I had a very brief and consensual affair with many years ago. I made this disclosure because other parties learned of the settlement and have continuously attempted to extort me into paying them money or else they intended to falsely implicate NBC Universal, which had nothing to do with this matter, and to publish false allegations about me. After I disclosed this matter to the company, we mutually decided that I should step down from my role as vice chairman of NBC Universal. I spent 25 years helping grow and support an incredible company in a company in a job I love. It is the people at this company that I will miss the most. I regret what has happened, and I'm sorry for all the people in my life that I may have let down, especially, most importantly, my family. Well, uh, Gordon, you know that's lawyer speak, right? I was about to say, by God, the legal. Okay. I know it's a fantastic media apology. That is that that is that is a media apology, okay. Uh, his bio has been scrubbed from the NBC Uno, uh, corporate site. Um, he was promoted to vice chairman in 2013. Um, he also provided got you know worked on uh, the Universal uh, Pictures. Uh, he also, he also co-founded CAA in 19, CAA, which is the creative arts agency in 1975 with Mike, oh, the biggest agency in Hollywood, by the way. I was going to say that, that's a powerhouse agency. That's, that's one of your big five. Okay. So, and, and from what he, from what he did, you know, he's had an amazing entertainment career. He's done a lot of stuff. It's unfortunate that this is how he leaves. It is. It is. But he's a but he and, wasn't you know, the only one. But, but but remember, NBC is cleaning house in a major way right now, because they. It seems like NBC is had toxic environment. Look at Paul Talegdi. We talked about that last week. Okay, he goes out. Um, the camera show. Three producers this week uh, have seen their employment terminated within the own. Within the Ellen DeGeneres show. Right. So NBC is showing that they're not bleeping around. And now you got to think that if you are, oh, let's just say some scorn judge on America who's got talent. You're wondering if this is what makes her happy to file any more lawsuits at NBC or EGT or a combination of both. Yeah. So you're looking at a whole lot of house cleaning Everybody's P's and Q's have to be in line. Otherwise, there's the door. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, now, especially with, and I'm just going to say it, especially with the cancel culture, right or wrong, you're going to have to be, put it to you this way, we're going to see a lot of people that we know of that are going to go away because of this. Okay. Yes, and I believe the word that you're looking for is, Jay, is clandestine. Clandestine? What do you mean by that? If you want to keep your job right now, that is what your record needs to be. Yeah, clandestine, right. You you need to, like, scrub your Twitter, scrub your phones, scrub your emails, and make sure your thing is squeaky clean. And you know what? Just be out in the open with everything. Yeah. You have nothing to hide. Hide nothing. There you go. So, um, there's that. Um, so you guys have something about a show that ended last week? 
Uh, yes, we do. It's a show called The Sims Sparked, which was the uh, latest entry into TBS's E-League, but it was basically done as a reality show instead of an actual competition where you had four teams and they were basically making little movies out of The Sims. That, that That's cute, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cute, but it's also irrelevant, and it makes me question what the whole point of the challenge is. Well, Besides, it's cute and irrelevant. Well, it ba- well, some people, some people work in art. Some people work in fashion. These people worked in video games, right? And, but we, and, and but we're, that, so, we're and so what happened? Who basically? What happens is is that. Um, we had four teams going for what were they going for? A hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars split amongst the three of them. Mm-hmm. And the final challenge was called "Play with Life." You will have fifteen minutes to create a story based on a common thread that ties your team together. Then you'll have six hours to make three Sims, a set to make their story, and a story to tell. Interesting thing because. One person on your team is the stylist who creates the Sims. One is the builder who builds the worlds. And one is the storyteller who tells the story. All three of those had to come together. Right. So you have on Team Llama, Dr. Gluon, Sim Lissy, and X Mira Mira against Team Cowplant, Little Siha, Dr. Ashley, and because a team member dropped out, you have uh, a pickup from a team that was eliminated, the English Simmer. Ultimately, though, it was Team Llama who told the better story and won the $100,000. And the show ended with a challenge for you to go to thesims.com slash challenge to take on the Sims Sparked Challenge. And if you're any good, it may show up next season. They honestly think this is going to get another season. I mean, it's good, but is it renewal good? Mm, no. They, I mean, they put it on Friday nights at 11 o'clock for a reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, because the people who are watching the show ain't going out at 11 o'clock <laughs> Friday night. I know that's stereotypical. I'm sorry. I know. Address all the letters to me. That is Jason Block at WLTI. Congratulations, Jay. You got me off the hook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why? Because that's what you were going to say? Uh, no, I was absolutely not going to say that. <laughs> the bigger issue that you have is that the show is guilty of not demystifying enough, and it's being an, a little bit too much inside baseball for me. Sorry. It is. It is. Yeah, it it is. is. And it's something that they never quite got out of that little hole. I mean, I know the, I know the, you know what? These are nerds. These are gamers. These are our people. And yet I don't care about them. Which is sad. Make, which is very, very sad because. There are people. And and here and here's the thing. A show that did social media better was The Circle. Thank you very much. Okay? It's a different type of show, 
but it's a better show that capitalized on the social media gimmick. You know what I mean? Right. right. So, mm-hmm. um, continuing our series as we end the first act, last week we asked some questions about Jeopardy. This week we talk about our sister, their sister show, Wheel of Fortune on Chico. It's time for five good questions. Uh, may I start, if that's okay? Oh, please. Okay. As we all know, Mike Richards is taking over production executive producer credits uh, from Harry Friedman uh, with Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. We said that his stamp wouldn't be felt as much on Jeopardy. Would his influence be better suited here? What do you, I mean, I think I, I think, you know what, Wheel of Fortune is and has always been a blank canvas upon which to paint your ideas for the show. From crosswords, surprises, jackpots, fill in the blank, whatever, what have you. It, it seems like Wheel of Fortune was, if you could dream it, you could do it. And that's what made it so fresh after all these years. If that makes any uh, sense. I'm not convinced you there, because I, I, I think that you have it correct. Uh, I do, too, and I think that Mike Richards is going to get to play a little bit more here than he will on Jeopardy. Because the, he doesn't have to do much there. Here, clay can be molded, if you know what I mean. I don't know exactly what you mean. Wheel of Fortune is basically the sandbox of game shows. Well, yes. even more so, even more than the prices, right? If you think about it. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, next one. If I can uh, pick I, it I, up. I, oh, here it is. Okay, here it is. Three, two, one. What, if any, changes are in store this season on Wheel of Fortune? Well, um. Well, first of all, we all know the minimum bonus minimum will be thirty-eight thousand because it will be season thirty-eight. We know that much. Um, Gordon, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this one. I think the prize puzzles are going to be less travel-based and maybe more electronic-based. They tried to do that last year a couple of times, but I oh yeah, they're gonna pretty much gonna have to be because again, these are now starting to be taped now. There is no vaccine that can change by the time. Some of the shows have been airing, but as of right now, it's still a COVID-19 world, and therefore you still need to ask those questions. Right, and I, th- I think we're going to do that. Um, I think well, I think we need, we need to see more interactivity because Wheel, for lack of a better term, outside of the spin ID, is the least interactive show with its audience that I can think of. It really needs to step up their game in that respect. Mm-hmm. They do. And the thing of it is, I mean, it's not really difficult for you to do that sort of thing. I mean, that what if there was, uh, I know I know it's syndication and that's the nature of the beast to have it air at different parts, uh, different day parts and different parts of the world. But surely there's got to be something that will, you know, unite the fan base around it. Almost like. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, Jeopardy does it better with the anytime test, the clue crew. There's their social media is on point. 
okay? Wheel needs to get that in perspective. In, you know, gets their house in order in that way. It mm-hmm. really does, at least to me. They do. They do. Uh, Gordon, you're next. Uh, next, and I'm going to address the other elephant in the room. Is this Pat Sajak's last year hosting Wheel of Fortune? Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. You, you just ripped the Band-Aid off, didn't you? Oh, wow. I'm good for that. Well, it, um, it's, very, it's very interesting. Um, I don't think so. I mean, he did have the health scare, and we did see Vanna White, you know, um, do some you know, do some hosting, and if he is, you know, he's now, he's now over 70 now, correct? Yeah. Okay? Yes. And Alex Trebek just turned 80, praise be to God. Okay? The, the, the question is, is that I don't see it happening, because I think he is in better mental and physical shape than Alex is, and yes, there have been moments when you could see where, where Pat has been not as enthusiastic, per se, but I think with this reboot with COVID nineteen, I think we're we're I think he's going to stick around at least for me. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to stick around for as long as anybody will have him, uh, except for the uh, major health scare. Pat Sajak has been a pretty decent, pretty solid presence on the Wheel of Fortune set, which, by the way, is, I imagine is going to get a slight revamp in order to fit in with the COVID-19 guidelines for social distancing and such. So, yeah, I just don't think he's ready to hang it up yet. He's going to be one of those shows, he's going to be one of those people who hangs it up. If, he, if they hang it up, if he hangs it up, it's going to be on his terms. Yeah, I, I I think that all scares uh, non-existent. I think it's going to take something more than a health scare to stop him from doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, next one. Uh, I'm going to rip off a little Band-Aid and be a little bit controversial here. Um, we all know that Mike Richards has been known to push the envelope a little bit um, with, say, gay marriage and gay couples on Let's Make a Deal and deaf and handicapped people on The Price is Right. Um, Do you think, I mean, because Wheel of Fortune has had a reputation for not being inclusive, do you think Mike Richards will push the envelope in that way? Uh, I think he will. I think he's much more socially media-tuned to what's going on. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sort of eager to see what he does with all these properties that he's now a part of. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, but again, we've said it before, and we have even alluded to it as such. Wheel of Fortune is a blank slate upon which to build your house. I mix the metaphors. I don't care. You get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I just, th- I think Mike Richards, you know, wants to bring his own take on an already classic form- format. Okay. Uh, you've got the final one. I do, and we all know what it is. It's the numbers question. Last season, Wheel of Fortune 
had a 5.7 in the ratings. This season, Wheel of Fortune spins out. Um, 5.8. A, a little higher, but, and again, I think people are curious to see what Mike Richards does. It's, he's not going to do too much, but he's going to make things interesting. So I say a tenth of a point up. Uh, I think it's I think it's not going to do much of the way of movements. I think five point eight is the right rating. Oh, I'm gonna disagree with you guys. Uh, six point oh, and the reason being is got nothing to do with Mike Richards, and it more has to do with Pat Sajak. As in, if this is gonna be the Pat Sajak farewell tour, uh, people are gonna want to see it and sop it in because again, there was a time last year you didn't have Pat Sajak. So I, I think there'll be more curiosity than than what's there. So I'll, I'll go six point uh, Okay. Cool. Uh, what's our show next week? Are we going down to Atlanta and Family Feud? We are going down to Atlanta and Family Feud. Okay. Let's do that and let's close out um, segment one. What's coming up next? Still to come on the big show, it's a world premiere game from the mind of our resident mad science genius, Gordon Pepper. But first, it's all the news you didn't even know you needed to know with Gordon Pepper and Jason Block. My name is Chico Alexander. Six to eight with A3 Studios, your home for We Love to Interrupt. You give us 22 minutes. And we'll give you 22 uses for the dogs that no longer are going to be on television. What? <laughs> And remember, kids, have your pets spayed or neutered. We'll be back right after this on A3Studios.com. Brain Vision is presented by the Floor of the World. From the people that brought you the Wall of the World on America's Got Talent, and the Wall of Talent on Rising Star, and the Wall of the World on the World's, the world's Best, comes the Floor of the World. Because, let's face facts, if you're going to become famous, you're going to have to step on a few faces. That's the Wall of the World. Or the floor of the world. From the makers of the wall of the world. Is it made of lava? We're oh, working on that. Yes, we're definitely working on that. But what we need to work on is some news. So, Gordon, if you would. Roll that beautiful brain footage. From the four corners of the globe to your frontal lobe. This is WLTI Brain Vision News with Chico Alexander. Gordon Pepper, and the award-winning Brain Vision News Team. Thank you very much, Doug Morris. As always, you can listen to Doug Morris on all social media at Doug Morris Games, at Rock 104 Rock Tracks, and at Tracks Productions. And by listen, I, of course, mean follow. If you want to listen to Doug Morris and you're living in the Pine Belt, you can do so every weekend on Rock Tracks with Doug Morris on Rock 104, WXRR Hattiesburg, 104.5 on your FM dial. 
And of course, anywhere in the known universe uh, using the radio.com app. Uh, what's on the bat rack this week? Not much from what I see. Well, not much, but we do have a few bits and pieces and a few little nuggets to go over. Uh, first of all, we need, I need the uh, Nashville bat. I forgot the name of Nashville's minor league team. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I believe, well, no, that I think it's the Tennessee Smokies, or at least one of them. Um, but again, by the way, this segment is called The Business End, which means that we are looking at what's happening in the world of business for those who are new here. So, there you go. And if you are new here, thanks so much for listening. So, what's, uh, so what's going on? Okay, first of all, uh, we have a, a, a green light from a Apple TV. They're teaming up with Reese Witherspoon and Jason Owen and Izzy Pikibara to create My Kaida Country. Nashville Star on line one. Um, what, what is this? Uh, yeah, it is. It's a, here's the here's the uh, here's the corporate. My kind of country will revolutionize the music competition genre with a fresh new documentary sensibility. The hybrid series will break down cultural and musical barriers in the country music space, inviting innovative musicians to unleash their authentic voices and take center stage. Reese Witherspoon, Hello Sunshine, head of film and television, Laura Neustadter, and senior vice president of unscripted programming. The Stockhammer will executive produce the series on behalf of the media company. Jason Owen, president and CEO of Sandbox Entertainment, and mega manager to country music heavyweights Casey Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini, Little Big Town, Faith Hill, and Dan and Shay, among others, will also serve as ex- as executive producer alongside Izzy Pick Ibarra, the illustrious showrunner behind the Emmy-nominated competition series The Masked Singer and Dancing with the Stars, as well as Dun and Dusted's Katie Mullen and Melody Fletcher. <sighs> Yeah, well, basically, it is, it is Nashville Star for Apple TV. That's all. Yes. And my God, that took a lot out of me. Yeah, so what else you got? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you want more, huh? Okay, so we have the gags almost all here on American Idol, that being the host and the three judges, Ryan Seacrest, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan will return to host and or judge the series. The one question mark remains in-house mentor Bobby Bones. Well, we'll see. Um, we will see. Oh, I, I, well, I'm, just, I'm also, send, just also sending you something that may be a going global story for later. But, uh, Gordon, you have the, um, the date book. Do you mind if I read it, please? Oh, no, you sure. have one more. Oh, wait a minute. You have one more thing, don't you? I have one more thing? About Game Face. Uh, oh, yeah. Kevin Hart's Game Face, Celebrity Game Face, has been greenlit to series. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Six, uh, six episodes will return to the network August 27th. Okay. Um, now, Gordon, is it okay if I read what's going on on TV this week in the day? Before? Sure. Oh, okay. On Thursday is the season finale of History. Uh, Friday night is the premiere of RuPaul's... Wait, 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 wait. It's not the season finale of History. It's the season, season finale, finale of... on History. That's right. 
Okay. <laughs> of Alone. Yes, it's the season alone. finale of Alone on, on history. history. Yes. Uh, Friday is RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review, which premieres on VH1. Vegas! Sunday. Yes, and this, this was, again, pre-corona. This was the premiere of the RuPaul's Drag Race show, which is, I believe, at the Flamingo, if they re- ever reopen that. Correct? I hope they reopen it. They that, better okay. reopen it. Uh, Sunday is the season finale on BET of Sunday's Best. Monday is the season premiere of Love Island Las Vegas on CBS. And Wednesday is the season finale of Bravo, uh, of Cash Cab on Bravo. Thank you. Um, so, Chico, let's talk about... All the cable channels to disappear, apparently. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe because maybe I was drinking too much Haterade earlier because that's what kind of happened, which we'll get to in a minute. We'll um, get to that in a minute. But right now, let's talk about that apto. Mm-hmm. So are you missing Ultimate Tag on your Wednesday nights? I am. I'm glad you I'm glad you are because if you have Tubi on your phone or TV or tablet or whatever or what have you, mm-hmm. you can watch all ten episodes of season one. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. That that's actually smart. Um, I think you know, but, but Gordon, we're bringing in the whiteboard and writing down not so smart stuff. What's oh up? boy! Yeah, and then and we have something that we knew was coming, and then we had a uh, last second nomination. Oh, oh boy! Yes. But let's start this way. Are you smarter than a squid, Billy? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the so uh, a singer actor by the name of Unknown Henson, actually that's his stage name. His real name is Stuart D. Baker. Well, he was well he uh, he was on the social medias, and uh, he was to say he was disappointed with Dolly Parton for supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and other and being an overall badass this the likes of which has not been seen since Betty White is an understatement so he on his own Facebook page um, he said certain things that we can't report here okay mm-hmm. um, and then he deleted that post and Kurt, and uh, the producers of Squid Billies came back with their own post Right, and he said, We're aware of the extremely offensive and derogatory social media posts made last week by Stuart D. Baker. The views he expressed do not reflect our own personal values or the values of the show we and many others have worked hard to produce over the past 15 years. And, I, and, my, and my brain went, 15 years? Okay. <laughs> For those reasons... Yeah, in other words... Another news, Squidbillies is still on the air. That's right. For those reasons, production of Squidbillies will continue without Mr. Baker, effective immediately. Um, yeah. You would think that this was over. Well, because, well, yes, he is free to be an idiot. And people are free to fire him for being an idiot. Correct. And you'd think that you would take this as a teachable lesson. A follow-up! Yeah. Uh. Are folks, you... Well, folks... 
I've been fired from my cartoon show. I've lost my endorsements, so and my chance of ever being booked by any music venue is unknown. Henson again. I just hope you beeps are happy. Um, they are, actually. <laughs> they quite you are. You took a good man and talent down. You succeeded. Be proud that you ruined the person's life all because of... And then he just goes into name-calling, which we're not going to repeat here. Yeah, well... You did it to yourself, sir. Just saying. Hey, other people for your own problems. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... I, I, we, the now, person knows that he screwed up all by himself. Yeah, because this guy... I, did, this happened tonight, if I'm not mistaken, yes? Go on! Okay. Are you smarter than Tom Brenneman? That would be... Oh, boy, yeah. Okay. So, um, he was on... Okay. Gordon, you and I have both been on both sides of the guardrail when it comes to producing stuff, right? Yes. What is the one rule about microphones that we should all learn? Well, there's two things. Number one, always know when they're hot. Number uh-huh. two, always assume that they're hot. And number three, when they are hot, you don't say anything that you don't want your grandmother to hear. Correct. So basically, he said um, that um, saying he, he used a homosexual slur, I believe, talking about a certain city, calling it one of the bleep capitals of the world. Okay. Uh, he said something that rhymed with the word nag. Uh, yeah. Right. So, Brenneman said during the fifth inning, and I quote, I made a comment earlier tonight that I guess went out over the air that I'm deeply ashamed of, Brenneman said during the fifth inning. If I've heard anyone out there, man, this is the media apology. I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself in thinking of myself as a man of faith. I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it'll hint, be for the Reds. I'm sorry? I said, hint, you won't be. Right. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize to the people that signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody I've offended tonight. I can't believe to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That's not who I am. God, I've heard that before. Uh, it never has <laughs> I'd like to think I have some people that can back that up. I'm very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. Jim Day will take you the rest of the way. And then Chris Wells told him, you're a good man, Parker. Hang hang, hang in there. So, um, um... All I can say is, did you have that punched up and ready to fire on, on, automatically? Because it sure as heck sounded that way. Yeah, well... All I just say is, is that's a media apology, and um, again, Mr. Brenneman, you did it to yourself. So, um, well, let's move on to some Haterade, and one of our favorite streaming services shuffled the deck. Yeah, can we they... some zombies, please? And and when we have them, can they strut down the runway? You better work, brains. <laughs> Sashay away. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You better work. You better work. Right, because Pluto did some some rearrangings and added they added some cool channels. 
Okay, they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. In okay. Um. Um, and the restructured lineup. Um. Um. It made a lot of things easier to find. Like you have entertainment, reality, travel, home and food, crime, sci-fi, movies, right. so, music, so, right, geek so, stuff. Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff. Although they moved Buzzer from channel like 199 to 540, and I was really kind of upset about that. But anyway, um, so they added 12 new channels, including the Three's Company channel, Johnny Carson TV, nice, uh, Dabble, Loop, The Rifleman, uh, Demand Africa, uh, Western TV, Classic TV Comedy, Classic TV Drama, Love Stories, Suspense, and Fantastic. Well, that's all well and good. But certain channels have been dropped, like, for my favorite thing, the Chris Angel channel went bye-bye. Oh, yeah. But a bigger channel went away, didn't it? The RuPaul's Drag Race channel. The RuPaul's Drag Race is now gone. The episodes have now been combined with a new ch channel called Celebrity. Mm -hmm. Which makes absolutely no sense, because, yeah. You know what? It could have been so much easier to put them on the logo channel. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Could have, should have, would have, didn't. And by the way, now we've had the zombies on the runway. Now can we just have them running? Zombie. I've heard of zombie runs, but this is ridiculous. Well, this is also ridiculous. It is now almost official. The Million Dollar Mile has now been Zombie Chow. But that should surprise nobody. Nope. No. Much like Tim Tebow's career with the Mets. How? It's, it's star it's start it started out big and then it just fizzled. Anyway, where is Tim Tebow, RuPaul's Drag Race episodes, and the Million mile, uh, Dollar Mile all going there, Mr. Alexander, sir? We're going to the UK for three different stories. Uh, first one is the return of Lingo on the UK screens with Adil Ray hosting. We all know how to play the Lingo. Mm -hmm. It's the game of five-letter words and balls. Hey, there's a five-letter word. Balls indeed. Okay, and the second story is the masked singer is returning to the UK with an audience. But without Ken Chong because well travel because Corona. Travel because Corona. Travel restrictions. They don't want any Americans and messing up all their uh, British recoveries. Uh-huh. Well, so, repla so replacing him is Mo Gilligan, and he joins, of course, Davida McCall, Rita Ora, and Jonathan Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay. And third? And third? Oh, I don't know if you know this, but a second season of Supermarket Sweep has been commissioned. And filmed. On, and filmed. It is going to be on ITV, the mothership, instead of ITV2. And not only that, we have Celebrity Sweep. Oh, God. Really? So, 
Well, wait, wait. Here are the teams. Scarlet Moffat and Jacqueline Jossa. Martin Kemp and Rowan and Roman Kemp. Denise Van Outen and Joel Domit. Wayne and Frankie Bridge. Martine McCutcheon and Jack McManus. J.B. Gill and Aston Marigold of JLS. Jordan Banjo and Perry Keeley from Diversity. Mm-hmm. Megan McKenna and Jenny Ryan. Yes, the chair. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, actually. Yep. Uh, Gabby and Kenny Logan. Joe, Sh- Joe Swash and Ratsi Chinyanganya. Melanie Walters and Joanna Page. Paul Merson and Harry Redknapp. John Barnes and David Seaman. And from Birds of a Feather, Linda Robson and Leslie Joseph. Rounding out the lineup are Rita Simons and Cheesy Akadolu, Ricky Haywood Williams and Melvin Odoom, Andrea McLean and Nadia Sawala, and from Emmerdale, Charlie Webb and Matthew Wolfenden. Hmm. I only know like three of those people. Well, no, but I'm just saying, I'm looking at Radio Times. Yeah, it starts September 1st, and they're doing the regular ones and then the celebrity ones for charity, I believe. So, yeah, good for them. Awesome. Yeah. Great. It is very good for them. Yeah, and you know what? Those are some media hoes in the UK. Do we have any around here? I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, we talked about the uh, we talked about the idol signings. We talked about Keenan Thompson. We talked about Love Islands getting ready to open. Right, that's we at talk- the Caldwell Hotel, I believe, in, in yep. Vegas. Yep, the Cromwell Hotel. Cromwell. Uh, Padma, yeah, Padma Lakshmi. Uh, thinks that COVID-19 is going to affect the restaurant industry. Hard. Kevin, Kevin Hart is not about cancel culture, and he's not about to to uh, accuse Ellen DeGeneres and Nick Cannon of anything because he knows those people. And, Lauren also, Bird- and also, he and Will Smith are going to do a reboot of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that has been floating about. Oh, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's a good idea. No. Uh, and those aren't uh, lo- pillows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lauren Burnham and Ari Lewandyke are trying for another baby after after their last baby ended stillborn. Dean Ungler thinks something's rotten in the state of Bachelor Nation in regards to the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. We all know how that is. Mm-hmm. Uh... And Ellen, Ellen, we talked about Ellen DeGeneres promoting one and firing three. Promoting one and firing three executive producers. Mika Slick turns 20. And Alexander Armstrong and Richard... Osman are going back for 227 more episodes of Pointless. Oh, by the way, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, also expecting a baby. Yes. Julie, Ch- Julie Chen Moonbiz goes into detail about her uh, ending stings on Big Brother. Uh, Mariah Carey, judge of American Idol, has got a new album coming out called The Rarities. And... Uh, and Jojo Fletcher is going to be subbing out for Chris Harrison for a while because he had to break the bubble to take his kid to college. Yes, well, you know, good for him. I mean, you know, 
Family well, first. Although, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, and I'm speaking from a place of experience now, would have been better suited to just stay remote because... Yeah, I read that article too. <laughs> nationwide, and I'm in the thick of it. I know you are. We know you are. But none of them are your hoes of the week. Hoes? Fourteen of them. Damn. Oh, I know who you are, who you're talking about, I think. Uh, you I, think? Yeah, I do, because I've got my, um, I've got my, my dancing shoes on and my tuxedo going. You know why. I, I do know right. why. Is that right? I do know. Yes, you are. Good. Okay, so. <laughs> good for you. You get a cookie. Anyway. Okay, okay so. Brandon Armstrong. Alan Burstyn. Sharna Burgess, Cheryl Burke, Valsh Murkowski, Sasha Barber, Jenna Johnson, Keo Motsepe, Peta Murgatroyd, Pasha Pashkov, Gleb Shavchenko, Emma Slater, and the two new kids on the block, Britt Stewart and Daniela Karagash. Who are they? They are your 14 professionals on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars, which they are committed to getting on the air September 14th. Well, we don't know who's in quarantine yet, do we? Uh, no, we do not. Be interesting to find out, though. Yes, it would be. You know. And those are your hoes. And that is Brain Vision. Jason, if you would, please. I am shutting down. So what you Oh, gosh, Gordon's going to have a time of his life explaining how his new game works. And all we can say is, is this really a thing? We'll find out after the break here on A3 Studios. Stay put. Brain Vision has been brought to you by Dancing with the Stars on the Floor That is Lava. Ha! <laughs> That's a hot dance hall. That's hot, man. That's a hot dance hall. Yes, it's hot, and the person gets voted out, turns into barbecue. Because we need a good barbecue. Because hot things are hot. That is Dancing with the Stars on the Floor That is Lava. Coming to a mix and match near you. Damn, that's hot. Damn hot. Oh, wait a minute. That would be considered a thing. And that leads to the newest game that we have here in WLTI. We haven't debuted a new game in a while. And this is a fun one. And even though I developed it, this actually sort of came from the mind of Chico. Because one of the things that he constantly says is, is this a thing? I do. So I do say that a lot. Do you do? So now we're going to put that to the test, and the new game is called "Is This a Thing?" We're going to be discussing things that are happening, and you tell me and each other if they are trends. Because oh, we have okay. I got a it. New game. Okay, I got this. That's, that's okay. Should be fun. So, 
So this should be an easy one, and it, it'll be easy and quick. It'll be fun. So let's start it off with this question. On America's Got Talent, I believe seven or eight of the ten acts that have advanced are singers. Is this a thing? Um, it's always been a thing, okay? Because as we all know, the majority of people who have won America's Got Talent have had some singing talent in some way, okay? This has always been a thing. It's not about America's Got Talent. It's America's Got Singers. So, yes, it's been a thing, but no, it's not new. Yeah, it, it's definitely a thing, and it's been a thing for quite a while now. Um, Jason is absolutely right, and he's got the... I, I could... I can nay, I can count on one hand the number of winners who have not been singers per se. Kenichi Bina, Olate Dogs, Matt Franco. That that's that's pretty much it. And and the people let's see, two, three, I'm just saying four, five, five of the ten that have moved on. I'm uh, sorry, six, the choirs. Is um, have been musically inclined. That is correct. Because oh, oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six. Because yeah, you got yeah, you got the number right. Six. It's good. You you did good. Okay. You you did six out of ten. Yeah. So you're correct. It is a thing. So, what is the next thing or not thing? Uh, It's 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 well. Let me let me say my thing. I have to say my thing. It's, it's definitely a thing, and James, you're right. This has always been a thing, and that's what the audience has always been, and until you have these amazing acts, it's going to be a thing. Yes. So. Oh, and by the way, you forgot Shin Lim. Uh, oh, well. sorry. So, yeah, still on one still on one hand, though. It is still, he... on, still on one hand, but yes. Shin Lim is the most recent. He broke the trend, but it is a trend. It is still a trend. Speaking of, next up, uh, Dancing with the Stars. Half of the professionals, or a little bit more than half, are married to each other. As if you could be married any other way. Is this a thing? No, it's not. Um, not a- because this is A, who you can get, and B, that creates, you know, fake drama. Ooh, is the husband going to do better than the wife? Is the wife going to do better than the husband? This, to me, is not a thing. Well, actually, Chico, if you said that half of them were all married to Tom Bergeron, I think that would be a thing. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that is a thing. I think what's more important of being a thing on Dancing with the Stars is that if they're all married, that also means that we can go cheaper on the budget. Hmm. And as we all know, Dancing with the Stars uh, has a, shall we say, a new face look. Uh, Tom Bergeron out, Tyra Banks in. They're trying to do some new stuff. So I don't think it's a thing per se. I just think it's a byproduct, which doesn't necessarily make it a thing. Okay. What about you? It's not a thing. I mean, these these pros have been on the show forever. They are part of the Dancing with the Stars pantheon. 
just so happens that they're all the show together uh, again. This is not uh, this is not a time for what's right. It's a time for who's left. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It does. All right. Uh, next one. We see. Uh, we we see a number of syndicated game shows getting back to starting to tape. Uh, but one of the things that we've also seen is uh, groups such as Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal, doing uh, Zoom-style tapings. But one of the things that we've just noticed is a number of weeks ago, Pressure Luck did a play-at-home version demoed out by one of the friends of the site, Lee Eck, which featured contestants playing from home and playing for prizes. So here's my question. Is this a thing? Playing at home for prizes? Oh yeah, as, as long as people are making the choice to stay at home, and we do hope you're making the choice to stay at home if you are able to, as long as you have that opportunity, then it's going to continue to be a thing. And, it bas- and it's basically supplements uh, the, sh- the contestants that you get from California-only casting, which is, which, by the way, is also a thing. Well, I think you're missing the boat here. It's a thing for a different reason, okay? Um, most of the game show attempts at home have been what I call good tries. Um, the press of press your luck proof of concept video was very interesting to me because that showed that if you have the right electronics and the right technology, it could work. So I'm going to call it a potential thing is can can I do that? A potential thing? Or would you, do I have to be? Our rules. We can do it in the heck we want. You want to make it a potential thing? It's, it's a potential thing. It's a potential. There you go. It's a potential thing. What about you, Gordon? I I think I'll go with Jay on this. I think it's a potential thing because twenty-five words or less is going back into production, and they sort of have that same setup in mind. You know, the RuPaul's Drag Race season finale had all three contestants performing. <laughs> using the same background stuff that they were mailed, and they're doing it from the sanctity of their own home. Yep. Well, I, I think it has the potential to be a thing, so uh, I, it's, it's a thing in the thing. thing in the works. It is, it is definitely a potential thing. It is a potential ne- thing. Next up. So Ninja Warrior shot an entire season... By, and switched up the uh, format to fit A, a bubble, and B, the need for more content. So, switching up, switching up formats to fit inside our COVID world. Is this a thing? You bet your ass it is. Um, because America's Got Talent has done it. American Idol has done it. To success. Um, the Voice has done it. Um, and, and honestly, I am, honestly, I think the America's Got Talent making the live performances the way they did. Oh, and by the way, the WWE is doing it too, with a debut of a technology called WWE Thunderdome, which is putting fans in a virtual setting in the Amway Arena. 
So, yes, this is definitely a thing. Uh, the one thing that you omitted, which I'm going to add in, is the NBA is played with that technology also where you now have virtual fans in the seats. Uh-huh. Right. So it's it's I definitely think it's a thing. And in terms of changing the uh, but I here's what I don't think is a thing. I think adding virtual is definitely a thing. I don't think changing the format is gonna be much of a thing. I, I think that I I think that there may be something closer to a thing than what I'm thinking of, which will be next, but you didn't really see format changes. You just saw uh, them changing the set, but that's not really a format change, at least not yet. We'll have to see how the whole Ninja Warrior thing looks on TV and plays out. Right, 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 right. So, what about, next... what, what about you, Chico? Oh, it's definitely a thing. I mean, we we need content. We can, if we can produce the content safely, which we which it is proven that we can, as long as you know, you leave absolutely zero room for error. This this is going to be easy. But again, again, this is like, and I hate to use, I hate to borrow this phrase from John Hudson, but you have to take care of the pandemic broccoli in order to get your entertainment dessert. True. That's so. You have to eat your broccoli before you get your dessert. Shout out to Hang Time. Next, Gordon. Next one. Now, as we've seen, we've had the new Love Island, but not really an island. It's more of a love we're going to hang out outside a hotel. In love Vegas. Inland. Love Inland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Love Inland. Very good. Very good. Copyright. Now, Copyright Dino Alexander. Anyway. To, to add to the rest of our copywritten phrases on the show. So we have Love Inland. That we have, and they did a whole show. Now, Survivor can't get to an island. So could we be seeing Survivor Las Vegas? Is this a thing? No. Oh, no, no, no. 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 Hold, Las, hold. Vegas. Las Vegas ain't that tribal. No. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, hey, uh, Chico, you and I have been in Las Vegas. It is that tribal. However, <laughs> okay, trust me, we have walked. Okay, uh, we could talk about certain people we saw at two o'clock in the morning in front of the Paris Hotel. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. It's. Tribal. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there were certain people in chat bring, and not bring, bring, Okay, bring it back, Jay. Bring it but, back. But seriously, bring it folks. Come back folks. to us. You are, we're over here. Yeah. But seriously, folks. Um, Survivor is a travel log. Survivor is... You need a competition. I mean, Love Island is about, you know, hooking up and getting somewhere. Vegas is the perfect thing for that. The format for Survivor does not fit an urban setting Las Vegas. So, no, it's not a thing. I think it may be a thing later on if Survivor can't get to where they need to go. And if we can't do foreign traveling, I can easily see an American version of Survivor somewhere in the United States. Just like if you remember, we saw an American version of The Amazing Race, the family edition. 
Yep. So I think it could be a thing, maybe not necessarily in Las Vegas, but I definitely think that if you blocked out enough space and made an American island with an American uh, setting, and again, this may be easier to do because not many people want to travel, yeah, I think it could be a thing. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I think there are a couple deserted island, deserted uh, beaches on Puerto Rico. I think there's a couple of Virgin Islands we're not using right now. Maybe, uh, maybe something near Catalina Island if you can get all the rich people out of the way. Oh, sorry. Oh, I really? I, I just don't mm-hmm. see it. I just don't no. see it. But okay. I'm just throwing out thoughts here. Okay. So what's your last? What's the last one, Jico? Okay, the last one. All of these, uh, all of these hosts, well, one host so far, has broken the bubble and has to sit out while somebody else hosts. JoJo Fletcher, now's your time to shine, girl. Is this a thing? Okay, what, what is the thing in particular? You're, you're confusing me just a little bit. Uh, substitute hosts for hosts who have to break bubbles for one reason or another. Um, again, this is a potential thing. Um, because right now, Steve Harvey is in Atlanta right now. Yes. We, we don't know where Drew Carey and Wayne Brady are, and we don't know what's going on. Pat Sajic, Vanna White, and, uh, Alex Trebek are in California right now and they're in their sort of bubble, okay? I don't see it yet happening that way, but I will say potentially, and the potential is very small. Uh, I definitely think that it could be a thing. Uh, You definitely have substitute hosts standing by waiting in the wings in case the major hosts can't do it. So yeah, why not? It could be a thing. And it would be a great opportunity for other people to be able to step up and show their wares. I also think that eventually in the future, if things stay like this and you have hosts hosting at home, yeah, it'll be a thing. Yeah, uh, this has been, you know, it's been a thing for a while, dating back from the days of Jim Peck on the Joker's Wild to assorted hosts on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And now you have JoJo Fletcher on The Bachelorette, so... It's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's going to be a thing. I mean, it's always been a thing. It's just a thing with The Bachelor. It's just The Bachelor's turn right now. And now our next thing is just going to break. We're going to wrap uh, this one up right after this. WLTI has been brought to you by Katy Perry's Love Buffet. <laughs> just like couples compete in order to get into their own music video. But just like the Katy Perry video, if you lose, You'll be on the video and getting eaten. 
That is Kate Perry's Love Buffet. Bon appetit, baby. <laughs> She's very pregnant in that video, by the way. Uh, yeah, we're, we are talking about daisies, right? No, we're talking about pie. Mm, pie. I have not seen that video. I have not seen that video yet. Yeah, it is. She, it's it's cute. Hopefully, they actually make a re they release that sort of as a video game. The video game thing. It was kind of cute. It was kind of okay. Nice. Well, uh, speed round time, and let's start it now. A, who's going home, and B, who's in trouble on the Big Brother house. Bye, David. We hardly knew ye. And who's in trouble? Oh God, this ben is gonna be really. If it's yeah. Like an alliance member doesn't get, you know, if say, uh, oh, maybe Devon gets head of household. Ooh, oh, but yeah, uh, I've always, I've, I've called them the Bay and Day Show. Yeah, the Bay and Day Show. Um, America's Got Talent. Give me an act that's going to go through next week. Uh, Max Major, I think, if he can step his game up, because his game's already been stepped up. If he can step it up a little bit more. That spot is his. I'm gonna yeah. say, I'm gonna say waffle fruit. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say waffle fruit. Um, well, we'll see. No, I'm asking. You want to predict one, or are you just gonna wait? Oh uh, no, I, I agree with Chico. I'm gonna go with Max Major. Okay. Uh, and anything else? Uh, uh, let's talk about tough as nails. Uh, Young has finally. Uh, has finally bought it, so we're down to the final five. Who does not make final four? Well, I'm gonna. Well, I have to see who that is per se. We have Callie, Danny, Murph, Linda, and Miles as your final five. Okay. Um, I am going to say Callie as uh, as the. Uh, as the one who does not make the final time final one. Mm, uh, okay, you know what? If this wasn't a meritocracy, I would say Murph, but it is, so I'm going to say Kelly. There you go. Alright, so we talked Big Brother, America's Got Talent, Tempest Nails, and that's really it. Oh, Love Island! Is Vegas really gonna work? I mean, are people actually gonna buy into this? Yes, because it's content. And people wanna see hot people under the age of 30 be stupid, and we- No, they don't! Yes, they well, do! Well, I don't! You're not do you know what- Do you, I- Do you know what hot people under the age of 30 do? They congregate next to each other, next to you know it's my problem! Yes, we've seen the campus, yes. Yes, I know what your problem is, but I'm telling you, people want to see it. Love Island will be successful, sadly. Okay. Uh, something that we haven't discussed, holy moly, we're getting close to that $250,000 put. Does anybody make it? Yes. No. Ooh. No, I mean, okay. they could they can offer it. Doesn't mean somebody's going to make it. I mean, it'll be interesting, and... I can't wait to see it go down, but I just don't see it happening. We, by the way, they are casting for season three. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, season three is a definite. I mean, you can that that's one that you can easily socially distance on. Oh, but totally. something that we don't want to socially distance ourselves on is 
correspondence. Do we have any? Uh, do we have any? Not any mail, but we could have something on our Twitter feed at Game Show News Net. By the way, if you're following us, thank you very much. You have the good taste. Um, okay, nobody is nobody has sent us anything, but hey, you can do so if you follow us on all the social media at Game Show News Net. You can follow me at Dino R. Alexander. I am at Beat the Block. I am at GSNN Haterade. And the network is at 8-3 Studios. That's the number 8. T-H-R-E-E Studios, where you can find out about everything going on from all of our podcast network-wide. For example, we were going to do something about uh, the BS Big Show, about football, but it's not important why. But next time we get together, we will be talking about postseason bubbles, uh, campuses coming under fire to decide whether or not they want to have a football season. And, of course... The Washington Washington professional football team doing something that they have never done before, nor has any NFL team done before. What's that? They hire their first African-American president. Nice. So we can talk about that. Uh, Touch Em All is covering uh, baseball. I I think we're hoping that Corona has... Uh, not reared its ugly head in a little while, but we actually can talk about the baseball itself, which has been interesting, to say the least. Um, we Pixel Nation, we have video games. Uh, what's happening in the now with New York opening their bowling alleys? Is the UBA going to finally get back to stuff, Gordon, or no, or what? Well, we're going to be, I'm actually going to be interviewing somebody from Paradise Lane, so we'll find out more about that on the interviews. That's cool. Um, we can talk. And of course, tomorrow night is the NAWC. And we're going to be talking about a very scary incident that happened. Uh, we're going to talk about that with Nikki Heyman and the crew about uh, Sonia Deville being terrorized in her own house and stalked. You guys read about that article, didn't you? Scary stuff. Really scary stuff. And we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of. Um, wrestling etiquette and we're going to talk about the road to nxt takeover 30 and SummerSlam, which happens this weekend which is going to be very cool um and of course uh all the shows here on 83studios.com but chico you have another show to promote don't you uh yes we do it is called it is called it was a thing on tv Thank you very much. And over the last week, we did a show, a couple of back-to-school shows. One was the third annual college collegiate cheerleading championship. Not so much for the cheerleading, but for the fact that it was uh, the it was disco meets the nineteen eight disco variety meets the nineteen eighties. For more disco variety, we also included. Uh, and this is going to be dropping on Thursday. It's, it's, it, it's up now. It's, it's up, up now. now, yes. Playboy's Roller Disco Pajama Party. Really? Yeah. Real. Hey, it was a thing on TV. And we also have a mini-sode called Mr. Microphone. Oh, okay. Well, that... That hasn't been up yet, but we will talk about that. 
Um, and then, of course, you can. It was a thing on TV.com. Yes. And you're almost close to 10,000 downloads, which is pretty cool. We're almost close to. Wait a minute. Did you just say we were almost close to 10,000? 10, yes. You're not. You're at 8,882 downloads as we. Oh. Uh, for a moment, I was like, did we pass 9,000? Do no, I get to post the Vegeta picture? Not yet. No. Not, okay. not yet. Oh. Not yet, but close. And you, okay. you will soon, and we hope you, you hope you do soon. But, Chico, before you do that, we need to talk about next week. Okay, so next week we're going to be uh, going asking five good questions on Family Feud. And we are going to be reviewing a new show on Discovery called... Dodgeball Thunderdome! Yeah, I've, yeah, they're promoting this a lot. That is some crazy mm -hmm. stuff right there. Mm -hmm. And it continues the summer, the, the brainless summer, I like to call it. The brainless summer. Not the endless summer, the brainless summer. That debuts, um... I'm just that, 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 that debuted tonight. Ooh, I need to... Ooh. Uh-oh. Okay. You need to watch that. I need I'm to sure it is on the net. I'm sure it's on the I'll find it. Okay. So. Well, while Jason's looking for that, it uh, just remains for me to thank Jason Block and Gordon Pepper for everybody at 83 Studios. My name is Chico Alexander. Our time is up, and we thank you for yours. Game over, and spread the love.
This series is lovingly dedicated to the memory of Jim Williams.